great. Well, why don't you you say what you want to say and then well, we'll segue I, that's more. Well, I that on a bad note, but listen, um, something, <laughs> ba- something bad is not a good song. <laughs> oh my like, goodness. It's, it's, that and feels when like I think a about, take, like, okay? <laughs> when I think about the show as a whole, like as a whole, the show is a good show. Hello and welcome to episode two of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater and where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we are hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your niece's school production of Godspell Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult, join us at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod, and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we are deep diving Wicked. So here we are, Taylor, on our second episode of Theater Nerds, Ooh. and uh, today I'm surprising you with a show. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited, and I can't believe we're here. And for those that don't know, our deep dives are very exciting and something we're going to be doing every other month for you guys, so you guys can be excited for these kind of monthly episodes, if you will. Uh, Rachel, tell us how our deep dives work here on on Theater Nerds. Yeah, so as Taylor said, every other month or so uh, on the podcast, one of us will pick a show we want to deep dive into and we'll surprise the other host with a show. So today's my turn to surprise Taylor. Yes, Rachel goes first, ladies first, (laughs) (laughs) ladies that lunch. honestly wish I chose that yes I love that um and I'm just excited to surprise you and I'm excited to think about what you know about this musical talk about our stories of when we first learned about the the show Mm -hmm. um and then maybe even we'll share some fun facts and I will test your knowledge completely blind in this I'm so Um, excited (laughs) yeah so should we get started Yes, let's deep dive. Let's okay, take the let's deep do dive. it. <laughs> so, Taylor, I'm gonna see if you can tell what musical it is okay. by this. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I knew it would give it away. I thought maybe I should come up with something that like choose one of the songs that was a little more nuanced, but yeah. I was like, let's just let's go big. So Taylor, what musical are we talking about? We're talking about Wicked. Hello. <laughs> and that's no the one first mourns. time I feel <laughs> wicked. <laughs> it's the whisper for me. It truly is. It'll be a tale as old as time, honestly. Oh my gosh. Okay, so just a quick, quick fact about Wicked, just one or two quick facts before we um, learn more about how you first were introduced to this musical, Taylor. Uh, 
Um, Wicked, for those that don't know, is currently running Broadway musical, and it opened on Broadway in October 2003 at the Gershwin Theater. Amazing. 2003, everyone. This is this podcast is coming out in 2021. And I Wild. believe on October 30th, correct? Like the day before Halloween. Yeah, it was sometime in October. I, I didn't look the correct date, but it's Let like the 30th check. or the 3rd. Bring it up. Fact check ourselves. Original Broadway officially premiered on October 30th. That feels right. I know. I know. Of course. Good knowledge. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Um, okay. So I just want to share that. And then let's talk about Taylor, your first memory of Wicked. Um, and then I'll share mine and we'll kind of go through there. And before I share too many yeah. facts and overwhelm our listeners. Oh my goodness. I am trying to think, man, I gotta like wrap my brain. So I, I will say first, I've seen Wicked twice in person. Um, it has come to Virginia on tour twice. The very first time my mother and I um, sat way, way, way up. And like, I think we were literally like second to last row in the balcony. And yeah. I have a very vivid memory of my mom, like leaning over to me every five minutes in the first act and being like, wait what's what's happening now like wait wait who's that wait wait wait. what is that and I'll be like just just tell me an intermission just ask me an intermission that's all you need to do just stop here and I'll answer everything. <laughs> we and all have a family member made, like that he finally was like okay I'm asking all these questions uh and yeah. then the second time I saw it had a very different experience I did the lottery and I won and sat in the front row <laughs> wild and had an understudy for Alphaba who was incredible mm. sometimes better than the actual people not really but sometimes the understudies are like more talented which is crazy um but I'm trying to remember the first seed I think for good was probably the first song I ever heard mm. from wicked okay um, probably yeah. at like a showcase of the theater company we did if you guys want to hear all yeah. about that story listen to our first episode nice uh, plug yeah you know and <laughs> Uh, but I think probably that, but I, you know, also we talked about in our first episode, like how popular Glee was at the time and Glee did so much stuff from Wicked. So I think that was probably also in my brain. I'm glad, I'm glad we're getting here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that all of that kind of combined, I think the first time I saw it was like 2011 is when it came to Richmond the first time. So, and then the second time was like 2012 or 13 when I saw it. The second time um but yeah that's kind of what i remember about it's wicked's one of those shows that kind of everyone has a story about like you're saying like kind yeah of, everyone that loves theater at least you know loves the world has a story about wicked and uh, yeah yeah absolutely that's part of I, as i was trying to think of what show to surprise you with i was thinking you know we could do all these niche musicals which i'm sure we'll get into at some yeah. point yeah. But we have to start at a baseline where popular culture in, in the 21st century has like had an intersection with music and musicals. And before Hamilton, really, yeah. the biggest popular culture for our generation in the 21st yeah. century truly was wicked. It took over a lot of a lot of spaces. Yeah. So, yeah, I. I first learned about Wicked as I was thinking about this. I was trying to remember because one of my classmates in late elementary school, maybe fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade, 
um, got in trouble for bringing a book to school that was the wicked, maybe it was later. No, I think it was right around then. The wicked book yep. that had, if, if you know what I'm talking about, everyone, it had the green baby girl, Alphaba, in the front of the, like basically page two mm-hmm. of the book. And it's photographed baby that is mostly naked. That's all green. And it's like yeah. not real. It's real not a real Nirvana baby. Style. Yeah, it's not a real baby, but <laughs> is a baby girl. And so that is sensitive content when you're in elementary school. Yes. So one of my friends, Reed, if he's listening, I will die. Um, but t- they got <laughs> they got in trouble for bringing it to school after I begged them to bring it to school because we were oh, so obsessed. you were the instigator <laughs> <laughs> me and some other friends we were obsessed and here's the reason why um we had a great little I think for elementary school a great little like um music program within right. our public school and for our fifth grade graduation there were three solos and one of the solos was you raise me up one of the solos was climb every mountain and one of the solos was the beginning part of for good and then the rest of the uh, fifth graders would come in and sing yes and so that means obviously we knew enough about wicked at the time Mm. and um that song just was translated in so many ways to everything that people did for a long period of time but I really wanted, I so badly wanted that solo for For Good, especially. I was like, I'm going to do it. It's going to be me. And I did not. This girl named Sydney got the <laughs> oh. got the solo for For Good. And I am still a little bitter, even though <laughs> I understand. I end up singing You Raise Me Up, which is part of the reason I can't listen to that song. Because it's mm. just three octaves too high for a fifth grader. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, they got in trouble for bringing in the book. And then later in middle school, right around this time, Glee had Idina Menzel come on for a show. Um, and she and the person, Leah Michelle, who plays Rachel yes. on the show, sang I Dreamed a Dream. Well, she played her from mom. Les Mis. Yes. yes. And then she sang with Kurt, I believe, a song from Wicked. Yeah. So I right around that time, um, was still in choir, obviously was doing musicals. And one of my friends, Monica, we became even more obsessed uh, with with Wicked and ended up seeing it when it was touring in Norfolk. Um, oh, and w- that was my first time seeing Wicked. That's where I live, people. I know. And then I saw, it, I saw it there and then I've seen it twice since. Maybe three times since. Have you seen it at the um, I've seen it one time at the Gershwin Theater. Okay. In the very, very back row with my show choir my first year of high school. Amazing. So very different experience. But yeah. yeah, I just feel like Wicked transcended a lot of the like musical theater people. Mm-hmm. Like people who didn't know a lot about musical theater knew right. about Wicked. Yeah, and so. it's something too because 2003 is when it came out, and we were, um, we were seven, so yeah, <laughs> not to show our yeah. ages here, but yeah, uh, 
you know, I think we were just getting into that world, but absolutely think about, uh, you know, as we mentioned, something like Hamilton or something, even to a little extent, like Dear Evan Hansen a little bit that are kind of the modern versions of it. I think it's hard to put ourselves in those shoes of like, wait, how big did Wicked really get? And I think it did get like it did cross into the popular culture, like you were saying. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely totally did. I, um, I, I feel like I could say so much about Wicked. Um, but I would love to hear maybe we should just pause because maybe people are like, what is Wicked? And we just yeah. lost tons of people. So maybe do you want to take your shot at doing like a little plot and context? Well, and then yes, I'll go with as, anything. While I have the Wikipedia page open here, <laughs> I will say, citing Wikipedia. You know, uh, not a sponsor, Wikipedia, but um, <laughs> Wicked is a musical um, with music and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz and a book by Winnie Holtz, Holtzman. Um, it's based on the 1995 novel by Gregory Maguire, Wicked: The Life and Times of Wicked Witch of the West, with a apparently naked baby on the front of it uh and <laughs> no this was the book that was for the wicked show you know like when they did the show promotions oh, they put together the original oh, cat broadcast you were talking about the actual book no. <laughs> we were not reading novels in elementary school <laughs> that's why i was really confused these are like cast photos like where it's like oz and they're like this anyway yeah. Also something to note that is um, directed, the original Broadway production directed by Joe Mantello, who's a pretty um, well-known um, theater director and, and actor himself. Um, he originated prior Walter in um, Angels in America, in case people didn't know that. Uh, it's also produced by Mark Platt, who, as people should know, and if you don't know, is Ben Platt's. <laughs> father so the plot of wicked for those that don't know and i haven't seen it in a while so you know we'll see is uh set i guess set in this kind of magical world of course oz and other places is about alphaba um the original wicked witch of the west and then glinda the wicked witch of the north um meeting at college together and becoming friends or actually really enemies at first and mm -hmm. being um being kind of thrown into each other's lives as roommates and then um becoming friends and then kind of frenemies and then friends again uh all these things and it's kind of of course the origin story of the wizard of oz uh mm -hmm. all of its wonderful uh kind of crazy antics ensue and there's a lot of fun songs and and there's also just a lot of songs that really um transcend the genre of performing art and really yeah. take it into the next level and it's a it truly is a classic and I think it um, it really also talks and I'm sure you can talk about this too really elevated and moved forward performing art and theater for women in in that space and really allowed um, women to be at the forefront and like female friendships and like all these things so yeah yeah I love that. Yes, we're going to talk There's about a lot. I guess that's in a, a second. <laughs> that, that's a synopsis. Yeah. I mean, essentially, it ties in the precursor to the time of The Wizard of Oz. So yeah. you're getting the prologue, essentially, behind the scenes. But instead of it being set from the, the, the positive character, 
Dorothy or even Glenda, the good mm-hmm. witch, right? Yeah. We're seeing the formulation of how Alphaba became the wicked witch. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's a different kind of villain story. Um, mm-hmm. One that feels uh, d- way different than potentially Phantom of the Opera-esque <laughs> a yeah. villain story. Well, even as um, you talk about that, like different than anything, like we're kind of in this place, especially the early 2000s with this place of like the anti-hero and yeah. the rise of the anti-hero and also the rise of just the hero, like Breaking Bad and The Sopranos was really big at that time. And then mm-hmm. yeah. um, Mad Men to a certain extent and all of these like male anti-hero heroes or villains even. And then looking at Wicked, even looking at it to things now, like you don't really even see a story like that told from the point of view of a woman, a woman's perspective or yeah. even just yeah that that kind of view I mean maybe something like promising a woman or something like that if people mm-hmm. have seen that but yeah. yeah I think yeah what's so interesting is that it's a lot not the entire show because there are definitely points where the two main character who are women are talking about a man whether that be the Wizard right. of Oz which is maybe more of a magical idea of power versus really seeking a like um you know, a romantic kind of partner, but they both have the partner, shared partner that they like want to attract. Um, But it is not every single conversation that they have. And you, uh, I think what you see is this complex and intricate relationship and dynamic that they get to have, where it is complete because of how they look and because of where they come from, they can't get along into mm-hmm. actually they have so much more in common they have a common shared interest yeah. of going to oz and being great and they can do it yeah together not to quote the musical right mm-hmm. and then the kind of the downfall of that plot of realizing actually they have different ideas of how they're going to get there mm-hmm. and like allowing themselves to have freedom to do that which is where we end in act one and then going into act two of like the downfall of that that things just perpetuate and yet still we end the show right we end the show right before the finale with a song still between two women on stage the main characters that are not at all talking about a man yeah or about they are talking about the love that they have for each other Mm. um and the respect they have for themselves so I feel I feel it was just yeah super empowering and I don't think I realized all that when I was watching it the first time or like listening to the music because it's super fun and like we can rhyme (laughs) Stephen Schwartz rhymes some crazy rhymes yeah actually one of my favorite rhymes ever well maybe my second favorite rhyme because Sondheim may have my favorite rhyme but my my favorite rhymes ever in a musical is in Wicked it's the um Nessa uh you're getting some singing for me Nessa uh Nessa I have something to confess a reason why it's it's brilliant it is I love that brilliant like yes. everything about that lyric is I, I don't know why it just like fits so well because when you think about the word Nessa you're like yeah what does rhyme with Nessa oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so absolutely. great also to piggyback what you were talking about too not to like sidetrack into a fun rhyme tangent but please let's do it I love the um the even just hearing you speak about we end the show with two women that 
come are, are coming to this place Oz for essentially the the same reason but they're going at it different ways and they at one point in the show they realize maybe they can't make it work but then at the end of the show they realize their friendship and their love for each other is so much bigger than and better than their differences and I think even that is a message that like I, I mean, again, not to get, I've said this on the show already, but not to get political, like our whole country right now is so, so divided too. and I know, I know it can't, we can't get away from it, but even looking at that, like coming together and like, you know, Glinda doesn't point out all of her flaws or all the things she disagrees with at the end of the show. It's like, no, I love you, even though, you know, it, I love you because of those things. Or I love you, whatever. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of I mean, it's I, really beautiful. <laughs> It's beautiful. And then I think to challenge the point you make, though, is that it really does end with the last song where Glenda is like, okay, I am going back out into this world that hates my this person I care so much about. And I because of the power she has, and because of the people around her, she doesn't change what she does outwardly. And I think there's an acceptance to that potentially from the from Alphaba in, in Wicked. But when you think about what happens in the Wizard of Oz as a continuation of this, which we shouldn't necessarily. Um, but when you think about the character, you do see that there is a moment of, of reconciliation and acceptance, but there's also a resignation and a potential understanding from both sides that they're not going to change their path yeah. just because they love each other. Yeah. Right. The lyrics of the song are like, I've been changed for good, for good but there's no promise that something is going to change beyond how they've already been changed. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing to think about. Like where even 20, you know, this, this musical is almost 20 years. Um, it's almost been 20 years since the yeah. premiere of it. Like where would these characters be 20 years later? Like what would they, what would their friendship look like? Like what would their, mm-hmm. what would their interactions look like? Would they even ever see each other? Would they ever, yeah. um, talk to each other and I think that that's an interesting I think even just these two specific characters that's interesting and also too the other thing I think about is like it's almost maybe this is too on the nose but it's like frozen before frozen (laughs) (laughs) yeah because the sisters but not spoilers for people who have yet to see frozen also (laughs) I do yeah I see the train there yeah other thing I was gonna say uh is related to songs and and plot a little bit so let's go into that great well, why don't you you say what you want to say and then we'll, we'll say more. I'm not just on a bad note, but listen, um, something, <laughs> ba- something bad is not a good song. <laughs> oh my like, goodness! It's it's that and feels when like I think a spicy about, take. Like, okay. <laughs> when I think about the show as a whole, like as a whole, the show is a good show, um, and we've both of us have been very privileged to see it. That is something that I do want to say when we do do these deep dives. Yeah. Like we have yeah. not seen every show that we're going to do no. on a deep dive. No, but we, we love theater and we love performing art, but we also, we realize we we're privileged to see a lot of theater. Uh, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it, it's, it's a blessing and a privilege to be able to see some of these shows, but wicked as a whole is a good show, but there are, you know, some holes. And I think something bad is one of those songs. I love wonderful. I think wonderful is a great song. And I, and I know a lot of people that don't like the part of the wizard and think it, that that yeah. song needs to go, but I actually think something bad needs to go. Hot take? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is. It feels like a hot take. 
Um, do you think that's plot wise or just the way that the song is? I just don't. So every time I hear a composer or a um, writer talk about a musical, they say, you know, that that thing of uh, a song is necessary when a person has nothing else to say, they have to say. Mm. And I just mm. don't think something bad is a is that because it's nothing that you can't say in a scene. You could say mm. it in in dialogue, and you don't. We don't have to have another song, or maybe just a better song. <laughs> it's also like when you compare it to <laughs> oh no, compare it to something like Defying Gravity, or when you compare yeah. it to something like The Wizard and I, or No Good Deed. It's just like it. They don't really match. To, and I'm not saying insane. every song in a musical has to like match or be at the same level, but I don't know. When you take it as a whole piece, it's like there's just little holes where I'm like. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I think related to songs and 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 plot, potentially, I I love the first song, mm. and I love that it's semi reprised at the end. I love a good full circle yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. I think first of all, the first song, like any good musical, at least for me, <laughs> mm, it mm. is long you get to skip over really awkward intro scenes or you can add them into the music number. Yeah. Um, so you can go through a lot, like you go through the, the prologue basically of Glinda, yeah. all the, like to understand where we are in Oz, all yeah. the way to a child is born, <laughs> right? Like you have, you have yeah. Alfie and then you have her all the way up to like being rejected and all this stuff and, and back basically into school. I mean, you have all these years that are just encompassed in like six minutes and 40 some seconds. I really like that because it is catchy. It allows me to develop some character. Mm -hmm. I also, I think that you can just move through things that otherwise you get shows where you're like, that was great, but we didn't get any context of where we are before the show started. Yeah, it's like the theme song, not really. Right. Um, and I let's just pause really quick and talk about Stephen Schwartz because... Stephen Schwartz has um, <laughs> written a lot of hit musicals, Godspell, Pippin, also uh, wrote lyrics for some films you might know, Pocahontas and Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm -hmm. The Prince of Egypt, very <laughs> important to some very small cultural pieces of the theater community, mm. and Enchanted. So, yes. I, I mean, he's he's been in a lot and he's done a lot. I mean, that's just like the highlight yeah. reel, barely. Yeah. Um, also the last original or, original oh my gosh the last <laughs> original musical he wrote was wicked yes yeah which is yeah. i mean it's based on something but like original right. music and lyrics and yeah um, that's i don't know i find that fascinating that it's almost like he 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 finished out on he was like i'm done <laughs> how can you where can you go from there yeah. i mean it's a good question he, he can call lenny up be like lynn what, how do I do this? Yeah. We'll have him I don't back. think we'll see if you know Lynn's supposed to apparently going to be writing his next show this year, so we'll see. Yeah, I know. Stay tuned. Okay, so Taylor, I'm going to transition us into some fun facts that hopefully will spark a little bit more. Oh, I do want to talk. Can we before we do? Oh, the yeah, facts? yes, of course. What well, let's talk Maybe. favorite songs or favorite moments. Oh, favorite songs. Okay, favorite moments. You go first. Oh, okay. My mm -hmm. favorite song has always been No Good Deed. It's my favorite song. I have watched okay, say more. YouTube whole 
no good deed. My favorite one is Eden Espinosa, in case people want to know. Ooh. I have a favorite. That's my favorite no good deed. I don't know my favorite, okay. like, Divine Gravity or Wizard and I. I think okay. my favorite voice in general as far, well, maybe we'll get to this one day. But I have a, like, Shoshana Bean is, like, one of the, my favorite mm. voices ever. And yeah. um, she's also a fabulous alphabet. Uh, Absolutely. But there's something about Eden's riffs that she does in No Good Deed that are just insane. And I believe even she got like in trouble for them <laughs> because Wicked is very structured. Um, there's a, yeah. there's a, uh, a YouTube account I follow called Sam and Ryan, um, Ryan McCartan, who from people might know from Heather's The Musical and Live and Maddie. He was on Live and Maddie. Live and Maddie. Yes. That was after yeah. our time, I feel like. Yes, it was. That's- but he uh had has played Fiero and go check out their channel, everyone. Sam and Ryan, it's great. Um, it's just they talk a lot about theater stuff, but they also talk a lot about we can other put the stuff. link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. Exactly. We are not ashamed to plug other people's absolutely content. not. here at theater nerds but (laughs) ryan has talked a lot about when he played fiero about how the show is very structured and they don't really like to go off the path of what of what is whether it be casting choices or uh, the way someone sings a certain way or whatever and that's why when a lot of people it's their last show they kind of get to like they kind of just go off the rails and kind of do what they want yeah anyway no good deed well, is my favorite. I do wonder if part of I love that that's your favorite. I do wonder if part of that structure is because of the success of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. which we can talk a little bit about. Yeah. Okay, so I have a maybe a tiny spicy take on my favorite song. Love. My favorite song is tied between the overplayed and overdone popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also One Short Day. Oh. Here's why I love that One Short Day song. Mm. I love a good ensemble number because I would always be in the ensemble for probably <laughs> any show I would ever audition for if I were ever to make it to Broadway. I love a good ensemble number. It's super fun. There is some tapping. Mm. I love that. I love those it's guys also, that come out with the weird costumes. That's exactly right. It is so whimsical. It gives yeah. me like a... Like, this is what, like, Wizamania, like, just all of that very whimsical things that people think theater is. And it is a joke about theater while in a show mm-hmm. without it being annoying. Yeah. Um, Because it's not that long of a song. And I just, I really, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And popular, I love because it is just so fun. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it. Um. Who doesn't want to say popular multiple right. times? Right. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. so that's my, those are my favorite songs. Or in, in clandestinely, like who doesn't want to say that? <laughs> <laughs> we did music. We did the plot and Amazing. themes. Let's do a little bit of fun facts and see where we, where we get. Yes, I love it. So do you know what shows or what number show Wicked is like the longest running. What number oh, it is? Yes. Um, fifth. It is fifth. Do you know what yeah. shows are uh, ahead of it? Um, Phantom of the Opera is number one. Yeah. Cats, I believe, is in there. Yes, that's the fourth. The Lion King. That's the third. And then, uh, wow. It's currently if running. I, if I get this right, oh, Chicago. 
Yeah. 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 Big bucks to Taylor. Hey. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. You really know I'm a theater nerd because of that. (laughs) Yeah. That really was a test, actually. You also didn't answers. uh, Follow us on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Um, So Cats is the only out of the top five that is not currently Currently running running. on Broadway. Yep. Um, Do you know who starred originally read for, I guess I should say, as Alphaba? I do. Yay! Tell me, tell me. Stephanie J. Block, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to cut to Stephanie J. Block singing the nine to five get out and stay out. And if you know what I'm saying, it's amazing. Well, um, peep that show uh, later on in this episode. We may find a, a little uh, Easter egg uh, foreshadowing there. So I love that. I love <laughs> that. Okay. Um, she was originally reading for the role of Alphaba. And then when the production was moving or was in San Francisco and moved to Broadway, Idina Menzel came in even before then. So Stephanie didn't get to play Alphaba on stage until she originated the role in the national tour Yes, um, in 2005. I know. And okay, Eden Espinoza, I- for, for those that don't know, my favorite um, No Good Deed, in case you guys didn't remember, uh, Eden Espinoza was Adina Menzel's understudy during the Broadway run. She has also <laughs> been Adina Menzel's understudy in the musical If Then as well. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Oh, I want to hear more about their relationship. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. So some other fun facts is that originally when it opened in 2003 in San Francisco, critics did not love this musical. You can look up some of the headlines for those oh critics. Oh my goodness. I will not say them because I feel bad. But <laughs> once it transferred to Broadway, they made changes. They made and a then lot it, of changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once they made those changes financially... And in general, it became a big success. And they made back $14 million, the amount that they had put into the production in 14 months. Holy goodness. What? And, and so that was at the beginning. Back For those counting, that's only a year and two months. <laughs> yeah, that is just wild. That's $14 million in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Then that's I would say. a million dollars a month. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Okay, next one. How many wigs do you think there are for the show? Uh, 150. Oh, wow. Over You overshot it. There are 90 different wigs oh. for the show. And at one, around one time in the show, 70 of them are in either on people's heads or in placement to be moved about. 70 oh, wow. wigs. That person's not being paid enough. I already know it. I yep. can't imagine. Yep. Shout out to okay. the director. Speaking of needing awards for things, Taylor, can you tell me about the 2004 Tony Award situation oh, with Wicked, the musical? Rachel, Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I do want to shout out first. There is a great documentary. I don't know if you know about this called Show Business The Road to Broadway, which I had to look up the Ooh. name. It's a 2005. We will link to this documentary yeah we'll put it in the show notes below i don't think you can run it on like apple or anything but i think maybe like broadway tv or, or whatever that broadway app is i can't remember what it's Sling, maybe broadway hd or something amazon we'll 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 hit you with a link yeah but it basically tracks wicked 
uh, Taboo, which is a new musical that mm-hmm. was music, uh, a jukebox musical about Boy George, Carolina Change, and Avenue Q. It tracked all four musicals basically from rehearsals to Tony Awards. So mm. that's all. It's, it's great. But yes, I can tell you about the Tony Awards because Thank Wicked you. did not win Best Musical at the Tony Awards, Rachel. Do you know what? Or did... Best Original Score or Best Book. No. Do you know what won? Win. I do, but do you? Do you want to <laughs> sure say? I do. It was Avenue <laughs> Q. <laughs> And how do how um, do you think people felt about that then, and how do people you think feel about that now? I think in retrospect, it's a it's a bad choice mm. uh, for many reasons. I mean, I think we'll get someday we'll do Avenue Q on this show and we'll talk about it. Yeah. But it there there are so I uh, listen. I actually really like Avenue Q. There's some great music in it. Yeah, uh, I agree. And- yeah, it's. I think in retrospect, you look at it and you're like, "Wait, Wicked didn't win Best Musical," and I wonder. <laughs> it's almost like even when, you, and I feel bad for Mark Platt because he was the producer on both of these things. It's almost like, yeah, when, um, La La Land and Moonlight were at the Academy Awards, and this is a little different because, of course, if people don't know. La La Land was announced as the best um, picture winner at the Oscars that year. And then about three minutes later, they said, actually, it went <laughs> Moonlight because someone couldn't read their card correctly or was handed the wrong <laughs> card. So it's almost, again, Mark Platt, producer of Wicked, Mark Platt, producer of La La Land. I feel mm-hmm. bad for him. Yeah. But not that bad because he. No, we don't feel that bad. No. But <laughs> yeah. So it's it's interesting. I wonder. I wonder how. Because awards in general, and I'm a big awards buff. Like I love watching the award shows, as you know. Yeah, like, Taylor's you know, way more into it than me. Like, I don't know if that was the vibe back then, but I also wonder. Like, I know people really liked Avenue Q at the time, so mm-hmm. I wonder what yeah. the it was wasn't everything about it winning. It was really avant garde in the in the sense of it tested the limits of normal right. what you could sing and say, and how you would sing and say those things. Um, but I, I, um, I want to say that at least, um, Wicked was nominated for 10 Tony awards. Yes. So it got some recognition and they did take home some Tony awards. Taylor, do you know what they are? Do you, do you want me to go? I know best actress. Yes. Best do you know who, who, who won? Was it Kristen or was it Idina? Idina won. Yeah. Yes. And that was a whole thing, too, because I've read in retrospect that people were, like, pinning them against each other, and they were just, you know, they didn't really want to have it. And I've also heard some rumors that they don't really like each other, but I don't know if that's true, so we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're around each other so much because they have to be now. I We yeah. don't even need to think about that realm. Right, right. They also but, won. Yes. Oh, keep going. No, you go, you go. I was going to say they Wicked also won Best Scenic Design and Best Costume Design. So I was going to say. The costumers. Costumes, yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But that's, so, again, when you think about it, it's like crazy that those are the only three. Because when we think about, but again, when we think about the show, and, and I talked about this earlier, like the songs are really great. And, but it's yeah. not, and, and the character of Alphaba is really great. But is it, I don't know, like even talking about it now, like, is it a best musical worthy? I'm mm-hmm. putting that question on you. I mean, I would, 
I would say yes. I mean, I don't, I think what's hard, um, which we could talk more about, it's, it's hard to pin best new musicals against each other. Like if this was a different year there, it might've been sure to sweep. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, when we talk about the Tony awards later, um, we can talk also about the position of some, there have been other musicals that totally should have won because they were so good and they didn't. But then if you think about them in the, like with the, the people or the other shows on at the time, maybe it makes more sense. So who, I mean, at the end of the day, outside of theater people, who's quoting Avenue Q? Right. Well, and I think we've seen the, like who kind of out won the day, like yeah. to this day, like Wicked is still running and Avenue Q was off Broadway, but I don't think it's even running anymore. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like, well, Wicked is, and everyone knows what it is. There's going to be a movie adaptation, which I want to mention quickly. I wanted, that was my last thing. Before yeah. we move on to Character so, of the like, Week, Taylor, let's the movie, talk. Yeah, there's not going to be a movie adaptation of Avenue Q, which would be interesting, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So let's, so that was a great segue because let's talk about this movie musical adaptation. What I'm so is glad it, you put this as happen? the first musical because what I What is going to go on? Yeah. Tell me what's, give us the 411, break it down for us. When were we originally promised that there would be a musical? Where are we now? So I believe- Who has been cast? From my knowledge, and again, because this was Rachel's deep dive, I don't, I, I haven't looked up anything, but I think my knowledge from just knowing, being a theater nerd, everyone, welcome, is welcome. the first kind of conversations about it was around 2012 is when they first kind of taught, which is cr- also kind of crazy because it's starting in 2003. That's a long time until they're like, hey, well, maybe we should make a movie about this. Yeah, um, and then confirmed by Stephen Schwartz in 2014 that they 2014, were actually yes. going. No, 2012 is when rumors started when things were in talks, but 2014 was when the press was had direct quotes from yeah. Stephen Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. So even, and I believe they've gone through maybe probably like three or four directors by now. I mean, I think currently where we are sitting here, recording date January, you know, mid January of 2022 which is crazy to say, is that we are closer to the Wicked movie than I think we have ever been. Yes. Uh, because we have From a director. your mouth into the universe, Taylor. Yeah. We, we have a director, John M. Chu, who of course has done Step Up to The Streets. If people don't know his OG stuff, he's done Crazy Rich Asians. And of course, recently in The Heights, which is an incredible choice as a director. I'm so excited for him. Yeah. And the fact that he got this. And then we also have our two stars, of course. We have Alphaba played by Cynthia Revo, and we have Glinda played by Ariana Grande. Um, yes. <laughs> which yes. is just, we every do. time I say that, I just, I don't know why I laugh. It's just, Taylor laughs. And I'm lot. like, absolutely, my little kid self who had a illegal CD of 13, the musical, is yeah. so freaking excited yeah. to see Ariana return. And Rachel and I, of course, when this news broke about maybe maybe three months ago, uh, mm-hmm. we 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 had thoughts. We texted each other. You know, before this podcast became a thing, we do we would just yeah. text each other all the time. And <laughs> we, we definitely had. I legit screamed when I saw Cynthia Revo. Cynthia Revo. 
I think she's going to crush it. I think something, again, not to shout out the Sam and Ryan channel, um, find them below. They talked about it, about how the thing they're hesitant about is uh, both of them kind of acting like college students, which I think mm. is interesting because Cynthia Revo, they're both, you know, 30, 35. And I don't think that's a problem. I think they both look young. But I'm interested to see, and and Cynthia Revo just kind of feels more adult than Ariana Grande, so I wonder how that's going to go. But Cynthia Revo, I mean, her voice, I mean, she can really do no wrong. Like her voice it, is incredible. She's already been nominated mm-hmm. for two Oscars. I was going to say, if this doesn't get her the EGOT, the Emmy, Grammy, yeah. Oscar, yeah. and Tony, I do not know what yeah. will. She deserves it. I am incredible. She's incredible. She's incredible in any, any and everything she's done. Her character as a human seems so incredible as well. Mm. I mean, I think the the point that people, you know, people are maybe a little traumatized from the Dear Evan Hansen film adaptation Correct. and having older people play high schoolers. But I want to say this is a magical world of Oz. No one, no one says anything about how old anyone has right. to be to be anywhere. Um, it doesn't have to actually be an institution that looks like ours. I That's mean, true. it literally is another world that yep. is made up where they t- where Dorothy is eventually scooped away into a dream state. So I think if you do it well, um, mm. design wise, it doesn't have to be like, oh, these people, they went to, you know, right. they went to Yale. Like it's not it's not the same. They're magical creatures who talk to them and then break into song and dance. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's an important element and there have been other rumors. I just want to name it today is January 13th. As we're recording 2022, there have been rumors of other casting members, but no official confirmation mm-hmm. if I'm correct, Taylor. Yeah. So, um, we are still trying to figure out who is going to play all of the other characters. Yeah. Um, although I think there has been some, stuff that's been released that maybe is more official it's no it hasn't been double confirmed so we're waiting on I've that seen but it seems like we're gonna notices. Have, yeah i have seen yeah. that they plan on starting production this summer summer 2022 the the question i want to pose to you as we kind of wrap up well i do want to say yeah. two things as we wrap yes. up absolutely too is there is a great article that i just found the link and uh, we'll put it in the link in the show notes from vanity fair and it uh, was released when ariana grande and cynthia revo were announced as the two leads and it's ariana grande and cynthia revo will lead wicked but what if they switch parts oh i loved this article yes and i it's, loved it's it a, it's a very thought-provoking article and it's just very interesting and i think that uh is kind of an interesting way i do think that both of them regardless of my feelings about a pop star playing a theater mm-hmm. role which we can of course talk about at another day too mm-hmm. i think they both will be great and i and i really trust that john m chu will lead this movie um, to incredible places because in the heights was incredible and yeah did a great job um, but wrapping up here i do want to ask you when do you think we will see the movie when will it be in mm. our faces in theaters mm. well if i was running not that i am but if i was running pr on this it would be 2023 the 20th anniversary yes. i would definitely have it release around october yeah I would probably look more into the, you know, when people go to the movies, but I think, I think that's, 
that's when we'll be having it. What about you? I do think that it will be a fall release. Yeah. Because award season is usually mm. from, and, and other movies from different yeah. times can get into award season, but it's from September through December normally. Uh, and I do think Universal, who is producing this movie, will want to pitch it for awards. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I think exactly what you're thinking. I, I've thought this for a while, is, and this is why I asked you to be a host on the shows, because we think <laughs> the same, Rachel. Is, I do think 2023, October, yeah. like if they film, you know, if they're starting this summer, 2022, if they film for six months, that gives yeah. them basically a whole year to edit because with there's definitely going to be CGI in the movie with mm. the monkeys and the and everything. Mm. I think that gives them a whole year to edit the movie and then it comes out in in October, like you were saying. Yeah, twenty twenty three, and then that's twenty years, and I think that's a good parallel, like you were saying. So yeah, I, I mean, October I... twenty twenty three would be great. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find yeah. out. I think having these casting confirmations is really just a confirmation that we will have it soon. And I think, yeah. uh, because when you cast someone, it's the, it's going to happen soon. So yeah, the contract to pay them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a little bit more pressure on them though, um, in comparison to 2014 to perform, to be a good musical. So now, yeah. because I mean, we've seen even just in the last six months as movie musicals go and the the industry of being able to, have even more pro shots yeah. um, out in the world that uh, people who are not making it to Broadway, who don't have access to that, can see a movie musical and it be a real experience, a real, real quote unquote yeah. um, musical experience. So we will see all that to say, we will keep our eyes and ears open yeah. for Wicked the Musical. So I with that, Taylor, I think that we can can wrap at least for now, mm-hmm. um, and say that Wicked has changed us for good. And absolutely so, awesome. Uh, that concludes our discussion on Wicked, the musical, the deep dive. The deep dive. It truly was. It truly was a deep dive. Absolutely. All right, Rachel. Let's talk character of the week. Yes, this is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we are feeling the vibe or feeling like for this past week. Mm, yes. We would also love to hear your characters. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week, and you may get a shout out in an episode. Uh, you also can um, possibly go and uh, comment on our website, theaternerdpod.com, and you can post your characters of the week there as well. I'm going to keep that in, but we can cut it as well. (laughs) Sounds good. Cool. So Um, Taylor, I'm going to ask you this time if that's good. Yes. Let me, I'm going to share my screen so I can mm -hmm. do my audio. Okay. There we go. Cool. So Taylor, who is your character of the week? Oh my goodness, Rachel. Well, my character of the week is also kind of tied to a musical that we already kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to play a little ditty here. Let's see. <laughs> I didn't listen to it beforehand, so I don't know where it's playing from. Ambition. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna play that. Um, yes, that Taylor. So nice. So my character is uh, Dorley, who is originally, of course, played by the wonderful uh, Dolly Parton, and on Broadway, originally played by uh, Rachel Gino. I do know. I think. You should. Do I, know? <laughs> Did I say it before? Because I hope I miss uh, Miss Megan Hilty. Oh, good from yes. Smash. Yeah, Miss Megan Hilty. Also, uh, this is helpful because how do we not mention her in our wiki comment? But that's no, good. It, it ties it all in. Yeah. Um, so the, the reason I was kind of I was you know my week was a little not that it wasn't slow. It was just you know we're working. And, and I thought of 9 to 5, and I was like, oh, yeah, working 9 to 5. That's what I do on a daily basis. So uh, that's kind of who I'm feeling this week, working 9 to 5 and feeling like Dolly Parton, feeling like Megan Hilty, uh, Doralee, and, uh, yeah, you know, just get, doing the grind and ready for the weekend. So that's how I'm feeling this week. What about you? I love that, Taylor. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Um, I picked a character um, inspired by the show I knew I would be presenting to you, Wicked. Amazing. Um, because it isn't actually a character from Wicked, so I really set myself up there incorrectly. But <laughs> the main actress, the same actress plays it. So Kristen Chenoweth also played and received a Tony Award for her performance of Sally Brown. Sally in- Brown. <laughs> You're a good man. Charlie Brown, the musical. Um, which I was able to perform as a little kid. I was not Sally Brown, but I was in the musical. Um, And my favorite part about Sally Brown is just, she is all over the place and specifically her song, um, That's My New Philosophy or Philosophy. Um, The song is just, it's so great. She can't pick a lane. She just continues to kind of go with what's happening she's also very enneagram eight in that moment she's very much a challenger and yet still somehow go with the flow that's how i felt this week where i'm just kind of letting the letting the calendar take a hold of me and also sometimes when you're doing work you're like you know you're performing in one area and then you're like yeah this this makes sense then all of a sudden you have a new integration new information coming at you and you're like wait no this makes sense and i just felt like I've had a, a lot of new philosophies this week um, at work. And so also an, an homage to our favorite, Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. Oh, I <laughs> love it. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you guys for joining us on our deep dive discussion on Wicked, the musical. Uh, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week.